Amen. Thank you, platform workers. Thank you for your giving. Very much appreciated. Amen. Sunday night, uh, keep in mind, we're going to be taking an offering for the conference, uh, Prescott Conference. Uh, going to be five of us going, uh, uh, three from here, two from uh, uh, Portsmouth. Uh, so we're going to take an offering with us. be me, Pastor Howard, Ryan going from here. Pastor Jamar and Paul's going from that side. So we're going to take a little crew, represent our, us anyway, at that part of uh, the world in our conference. Amen. So that'd be Sunday night. Let's be liberal to that. Pastor Mitchell, Greg Mitchell, leader of our fellowship, has a lot on his plate. So if we can be a blessing to him, be great. Amen. Matthew 26 tonight, Matthew 26. You know, the battle between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier is said to be the fight of the century. Uh, Joe Frazier, 26 uh, uh, fights, uh, or 26 wins, zero losses, 23 knockouts. Muhammad Ali, 31 fights, zero losses, 25 knockouts. Held on, held on Monday, March 8, 1971, in Madison Square Garden in New York City. What's unique about this fight is the first uh, time that two undefeated boxers would each uh, uh, would fight fought each other for the heavyweight title. It was widely regarded as the biggest fight in history and arguably the most anticipated and hyped sporting event ever. I wasn't that old then, so I wasn't into that fight, but I've, I've read a lot about this fight since then. Uh, uh, it was massive. I mean, everybody uh, in the States and around the world were on the edges. They anticipated uh, this fight. Frazier won it. Uh, amen, in the 15-round uh, uh, bout there. So, uh, so, but uh, as great as that fight was, the greatest fight of all times, though, is found in our text. Matthew 26, if you can read with me, we we'll start in verse 36. That Jesus went with his disciples to a place called uh, Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and, and prayed, uh, and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Uh, Could you midnight keep watch with me one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray that you not enter or fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Verse 42, he went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is possible for this cup to be taken away from me, uh, if it is possible for this cup to be taken away from me unless I drink it, may your will be done. Uh, when he came back again, he found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Verse 45, Then he returned to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour is near. The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Arise, arise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm asking you tonight. God, I pray, give us dominion to fight hell, the demonic. I pray, give us dominion over fear and intimidation. God, I bind these demonic spirits. Uh, I pray, God, every heart, God, be open to your word. God, be receptive tonight. Uh, 
I cast down every demonic tonight, every power of hell. Uh, I break its power tonight, God. I'm asking you for an anointing, a grace of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Tie on this a fight in the garden tonight. He's fighting the garden. Let's look first in the spirit of intimidation. Uh, we know 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Another translation says, God did not give us a cowardly spirit, uh, but that of power from on high. So God is very clear here what he gave us. The Greek word for spirit here is pneuma, means breath of life. So when God breathed into you and I, uh, he also breathed in power, amen, as a Christian. We have power tonight to overcome. Can you say amen? The spirit of fear and intimidation and cowardly spirit is so far out of line for a Christian. Uh, it is not uh, where we should be, amen. When So when fear, intimidation, uh, cowardly spirit begins to rise, God said, that's not of me. That's not of what I, that's not what I gave you. That's not even close to where you need to be. So uh, when we live in fear and intimidation, cowardly spirit, listen, faith uh, and obedience becomes impossible. When you live in that spirit, when that spirit has a hold of you, it's impossible to obey God. Fear and intimidation, cowardly spirit are in the devil's corner. Uh, the devil used intimidation to get his way. We all know that. To back you down, to steal our dominion. The goal of intimidation tonight is to make you give up uh, your authority. Uh, uh, amen. Limiting you to your own strength and abilities. Changing your position uh, from offense to defense. Uh, so the devil knows what he's doing tonight when he uses his spirit. Uh, and that's why Jesus said you wasn't given that spirit. That spirit's not of me. Uh, you're not given the spirit of fear and intimidation, but the spirit of power. Let's look in Scripture how this works. First Samuel 17. The Bible said Goliath had intimidated all the Israelite soldiers. They're gripped with fear because of that they're mobilized. In verse 11, when Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Verse 24, all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were greatly afraid. This word dismayed uh, here means uh, deprived of power, loss of courage and confidence, uh, and suggests terror and horror. Listen, these are strong men, mighty men. The Bible said trained men of war, uh, but now they're fearful, uh, and they're intimidated, uh, and they're, they, they're refusing to rise up and do what they've been trained to do, uh, do what they know to do, uh, amen, because of fear and intimidation. So we're talking about a strong spirit here tonight. We're talking about a very real spirit, uh, but this spirit is not of God tonight. You know, secondly, or uh, next, intimidation changes your outlook. When you live in intimidation, fear changes the way you see things. Deuteronomy 1.22. Moses said these words, Every one of you came near to me and said... Let us send men before us and let them search out the land for us and bring back word to us of the way which we should go up. And you took 12 of, of your men, one man from each tribe, and they departed and went up to the mountain and came to the valley of Escrow and spied it out. They also took some of the fruit of the land in their hands and brought it down to us. And they brought back word to us saying, It is a good land in which the Lord your God has given us nevertheless. You would not go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. 
and you uh, complained in your tents and said, because the Lord hates us, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us to the hands of the Amorites uh, to destroy us. Where can we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying, uh, the men are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. Moreover, we have seen the sons of Achan there. Now think about how this changed their outlook here. Uh, these were people that were full of faith as they left Egypt. You remember the story. Uh, uh, they're leaving, praising God. They're singing. They're of deliverance, how strong and mighty God is. Uh, they're a little bit into the will of God now. They send out spies to spy out the land, uh, and now they change their look. Listen, fear and intimidation can do that. Instead of entering into the will of God and taking land, the Bible said now they're going to, they're gripped with fear, and they're going to circle uh, the wilderness for 40 years. Uh, amen. So because of fear and intimidation now, instead of entering in uh, and taking possession, having dominion, they're walking in circles for 40 years. How many Christians are walking in circles today because of fear? Things before them, they know, listen, i got to overcome that, i get past that. Uh, but because they're held in fear and intimidation, it's like they walk in circles, running around they go. Intimidation uh, paralyzes you spiritually. 1 Samuel 17, 11, Paul, or Saul says, When Saul and all of Israel heard these words uh, of the Philistines, they lost their courage. You know, I believe that Satan is using Kovic uh, like Goliath. You get God's people dismayed, afraid, and terrified. I've never seen God's people so afraid as I have right now because of Kovic. I mean, they're afraid to show up. They're afraid to, to, uh, uh, to get out because of this spirit uh, this is a spirit of intimidation, a spirit of fear, uh, and I believe the devil is using COVID. You know, we don't dismiss COVID. We know it's real. But be smart, not terrified. The Bible said David uh, does not go into hiding, but instead he grabs five stones uh, and went down and fought Goliath. Amen. So we're not uh, going hiding because of COVID. Come on. Come on. Amen. We're to grab our Bible or grab our mask if you want. Uh, uh, amen. But come to church. Uh, do the will of God. Amen. Don't hide uh, because of the spirit. I mean, my gosh, if it's, just, if it's COVID, all it takes. What's going to happen when the real battles take comes? Let's look secondly the Garden of Gethsemane here. Some things happen in the Garden that we need to look at. Jesus comes to the Garden of the Gethsemane. This garden, this olive garden turns into a battlefield. Jesus goes there to pray. He brings three of his disciples with him, but very quickly, uh, this turns into a battlefield. Uh, uh, amen. A spiritual battlefield, anyway. Within hours, uh, we know that Jesus will be betrayed. A, mo a mob led by one of his own Jews will take him by force. Uh, he'll be beaten, crucified on the cross, nails driven in his hands and feet, and he knows it. And this battle is raging, verse 38. Jesus, knowing this, he said, My soul uh, is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He is in a battle here. Jesus is in a spiritual fight. Uh, it's like all the demons are on this side mocking him uh, and highlighting what he's going to have to go through. Uh, and Jesus is fighting in his own heart and spirit. Uh, he's fighting against his spirit of fear and intimidation. It's a spiritual battle here. 
Again, Satan is screaming in Jesus' hearing, uh, uh, you know, you're going to be betrayed by one of your own. You're going to be given over to evil men. They're going to beat you, put you on a cross. You're going to die. Uh, and Jesus is aware of this, but the battle is raging. The battle is uh, uh, being fought here. And I would say the spirit of fear and intimidation is there trying to back Jesus down. Uh, trying, Jesus, give in. You don't have to go through this. The Spirit's trying to get Jesus to quit. Say, it's enough. God, come and rescue me. Jesus doesn't quit, though, does he? The Bible said he fell on his face to the ground, with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Uh, amen. Jesus overcame the Spirit. Uh, the truth here... Uh, what, what is inside of us when we're under intense pressure will come out. Jesus said, not as I will, but as you will. That's what came out of Jesus. Uh, uh, the garden is called the Gethsemane. It's called the wine press. Uh, it's a place where uh, olives uh, don't naturally give oil. They have to go through a pressing. Uh, and as they're pressed, uh, they, they release oil. This is the fight that Jesus was in. Uh, it was an agonizing fight, but what came out of Jesus uh, was God's your will. Let me talk for a moment about the will of God. Because the will of God is more than anything else uh, uh, will have us garden Gethsemane moments. Listen, the will of God, Jesus is in the will of God. Uh, he's in the garden of Gethsemane, and we will have these moments as well. We're going to have our Garden of Gethsemane moments in the will of God uh, because Satan hates the will of God and wants to destroy it. Our text, Jesus in the will of God says, uh, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Think about that. He's in the will of God. He's in this intense fight. Uh, he says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Jesus is going at it here. I mean, if you've lived for God long, if you've been in ministry, uh, uh, you're going to have these moments. And it's critical how we come out of these moments. Let me give you a hard truth here. Listen closely. The will of God is not about how you feel, what you want, or what's good for you. The will of God is all about God. All about the kingdom of God. That's why Jesus said, if it's possible... Take this cup from me, nevertheless, your will be done. Jesus is, uh, he's saying, God's not about me, uh, what I want, uh, what I would like. Uh, and listen, the will of God is never about us. But so many times we make it about us, and that's where we make the mistake. Uh, but Jesus keeps the will of God where it needs to be. Uh, and this intense battle, uh, he understands it's not about him. God, if it's possible, but if not, your will. One man said these words, listen very closely. The root of intimidation is self-love. He said, until you lose yourself in the love of God, until, you be, uh, until his will becomes your will, the Garden of Gethsemane will defeat you every time. Let me read it one more time. The root of intimidation is self-love. Until you lose yourself in the love of God, until his will becomes your will, the Garden of Gethsemane will defeat you every time. How true is that? Listen, the spirit of intimidation works best in prayerless saints. You know, the disciples were there. They wasn't battling nothing, though. 
<laughs> they, did, they didn't have no fight going on. They're just kicking back, sleeping, resting. Uh, Jesus doing all the battling. Why? Because they're prayerless saints here. I would say if they prayed with him like he had asked them to, uh, they would have felt some of the heat there. Maybe they could have... Uh, uh, fought some of the battles, some of the demons back with him. But verse 40 said he returned to his disciples, found them sleeping. Could you men not watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, verse 42. He went away a second time and prayed. When he came back again, he found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. He left them and went away one, once more and prayed. Then he returned to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? I'm amazed how easy some people give up. A little pressure, and it becomes all about you. A little pressure, and it's all about you. Not about the kingdom of God anymore. Not about the will of God anymore. Not about what God wants, what God desires. But now there's pressure, so it's all about you. Somewhere you have to defeat this spirit. And Jesus has shown us in the garden of uh, uh, Gethsemane here that this spirit can be defeated. Uh, amen. We can rise above this and win. Jesus said, if it, it is if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, not as I will, but as you will. You know, prayer keeps your aim right, doesn't it? Jesus is praying, uh, and I believe there's prayer, there's strength in prayer that cannot be found anywhere else. Uh, as Jesus prays, there's strength to say, uh, God, not as what I want, not as I would want it to be, uh, not as I wish, but God, as you want it to be, as your will needs to be, uh, that was found in prayer. And we know these disciples later, uh, they, didn't leave the, they didn't leave the garden of uh, Gethsemane like Jesus left. Remember, Peter you know, pulled out his sword and fought a little bit, uh, but we find him a little later denying Jesus and lying to a little girl. I believe prayer strengthens us tonight for battle. Look, lastly here, winning the battle. Verse 45. Look, the hour is near. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Jesus won the battle there. Now, it doesn't look like it because what, uh, uh, what the devil wanted to happen, happened. Uh, the devil wanted the betrayer to come. He wanted Jesus to be taken, uh, to be crucified, be hung on the cross. But Jesus knew uh, that was the will of God. That was the direction his life was supposed to go. I know the devil didn't know everything. He thinks he does. Uh, he's arrogant. Uh, he thinks he knows. Uh, let's put Jesus on the cross. Let's kill him. Uh, let's make an agonizing. Let's let everybody watch. Uh, and we're going to sit back and rejoice. But that was the will of God. Jesus, because Jesus won the battle in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, ministry can be fulfilled here. Colossians 2, speaking of Jesus, cross verse 15, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Uh, Paul speaking about what they would do in those days. Uh, uh, amen. When one king defeated the other, they would uh, uh, bring the, the, the defeated king and his servants and all the spoils and parade them through uh, the street and and, and Jesus, this the, the kind of frame mind is given us here. Uh, Jesus defeated uh, uh, the power and triumphs over him. 
made a public spectacle of them. Uh, uh, amen. The street. Uh, uh, clearly, everybody saying Jesus won. Jesus won the battle. Uh, the will of God was able to be fulfilled because Jesus won the battle, and we need to win our battles. First Peter three eighteen. For Christ also suffered once for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Being put to death in in the flesh, was made alive in the spirit. Because Jesus went to the cross, you and I can be cleansed from sin. And we can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a triumphant Christian life uh, and fulfill the will of God. Think how much was writing about Jesus when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Everything was writing on him. He needed to win this. If Jesus would have given in to that spirit of fear and intimidation, uh, if he had lost that fight, uh, we'd all lost out. Because Jesus won the battle in the Garden of Gethsemane, Others can be saved, delivered, restored, and healed, uh, and that's why we're here tonight. If that's true, and it is true, how critical is it for you and I to win the battle tonight? We must win the battle of our Gethsemanes. Yes, I said Gethsemanes. Because there's going to be more than one. More than one time I entered that garden, I'll tell you that. More than one time, I'm sure you have or you will, uh, if you're in ministry, especially where fear and intimidation uh, begins to breathe down your neck, uh, uh, where you know you need to rise up and accomplish and, and do something, and the devil is always there uh, with that spirit trying to back you down, trying to get you to compromise, give in. Uh, you're going to have to win it. If you surrender to intimidation and fear, uh, uh, it's because life is all about you. And not the will of God. That's the bottom line. If we give into the spirits because life's about you. And when you give in, you will not fulfill ministry. And two, what could have been done through your ministry will never come to pass. So much depends on you and I not giving in and surrendering to the spirit. Called fear and intimidation. When ministry gets tough, we must do what Jesus did, pray. <laughs> Listen, strength, power, and dominion comes out of prayer. How many times have people went into Gethsemane, though, their ministry not prayed? I'm not talking about prayer in the morning, prayer before service. We need that. I'm talking about prayer and you're going through it. You know, let me say this again. I believe COVID is a trial run. Not only for those in the world that would like to control and defeat us, but also for hell. We, like David, though, need to grab some stones and fight and be faithful to the will of God. Listen, the devil takes aim at those that are in the will of God. If you've been in the Garden of Gethsemane, if you feel fear and intimidation breathing down your neck, listen, you're in the right place probably. Let me close here tonight. Jesus shows us that fear and intimidation is cowardly spirit is going to have to be faced. If you're in ministry, especially, uh, this will have to be faced. And probably more than once, amen, because uh, when you begin to rise up, you begin to do something for God, uh, listen, that spirit's going to face you. You can't just sleep it away. Disciples found that out. You just can't sleep on this one. 
You sleep on some, but not on this one. Two, Jesus showed us that we can win. We can keep the will of God first at all times. Uh, when the will of God's about God and not you, listen, you can win it. Third, Jesus shows us that, uh, that uh, showed us that saving ministry, Holy Ghost ministry, is a result of winning over fear and intimidation. We're saved today. We're restored today because Jesus won the fight in the garden. Now, I want to press on you if you're in ministry, especially, uh, don't be alarmed. Don't be like, man, the devil's always beating me up. The devil's against me. Uh, it's going to happen. But listen, if you're praying, believe God, uh, you can win this thing. Can you say amen? Let's bow our heads.